the more that like, I think as a community of women and men, the more that we're just supportive of each other and embracing those differences um, and also owning it. Like if you have big boobs or, you know, whatever body part that, you know, maybe doesn't look like a, a model figure, like own it, be comfortable, be confident and own it and don't try to be someone else. Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dachis-Marmet. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hello, welcome to episode 142 of the Art of Living Well podcast. And today, Stephanie and I are here and we want to talk about body image. Um, it's not, it's a topic that's been on our minds for a long time and we've been wanting to do an episode on this topic. But before we dive into that, it would be really fun to just catch up with you, Stephanie. I would love to hear what's been going on in your life. We haven't done a catch up in a while. But first, a quick word from our sponsor, Shield Your Body. Shield Your Body is a company that makes products to shield your body against electromagnetic frequency, or EMF radiation, from modern technology. Did you know that all modern technology is a source of EMF radiation? Cell phones, laptops, Wi-Fi, even your refrigerator is a source of EMF radiation. And each year, we are exposed to more and more EMFs. There are literally thousands of high-quality, peer-reviewed scientific studies demonstrating clear links between exposure to EMF radiation and a wide range of negative health effects, from anxiety and infertility to sleep disruption and cancer. Fortunately, there are easy ways that you can reduce your EMF exposure right now that cost you absolutely nothing. After reading the Shield Your Body Guide, I stopped using my AirPods something I used daily for hours sometimes and have switched back to the old school wired headphones. And for me, after reading the Shield Your Body Guide, I really put my foot down and insisted that my kids keep their cell phones and their laptops out of their bedrooms at night while they were sleeping. And I've been working on Jordan as well. And I think after reading the guide and listening to our podcast, he has finally agreed to do that. So download your copy of a free guide at shieldyourbody.com to start improving your health right now. And be sure to check out our episode number 123 with our blank CEO of Shield Your Body. I know we have it. And I feel like the summer was so busy for both of us. We both had some great family time and vacation time, and now we're back to school. Um, so, you know, I guess we, it was a great summer. Um, two of my kids were at camp for a month and we were able to spend some time with my oldest who will be going off to college in a year. Um, and that was just like really priceless time with my husband myself and my older son. And we did did a little bit of traveling, which was, which was really nice. Um, and just spending a lot of good quality family time that just really fills me up. I don't, I don't need a lot aside from that and being outside and 
beautiful Minnesota summer weather. And then kids are off to school, which has been great. And we're, you know, in that college prep phase for my oldest, who's a senior in high school. And I know you have been through this a couple of times now, and it's, it's fun and exciting and a little bit, you know, can be feel a little overwhelming and stressful at times too, but just trying to take it all in stride. So yeah, that's about it here. Well, it sounds like you had a really nice summer though, with lots of family time. It was, it was great. And so what about you? Um, we, we also had a pretty nice summer. It was a little strange because we had a pretty significant amount of time without our three kids. They were all away doing various things. And so the beginning of the summer was crazy with Sage graduating high school and grad parties and all of that. And then, you know, everything just kind of stopped and then things were pretty quiet. Jordan and I did some traveling. I got to spend a ton of time in nature, which was really nice. And then um, when the kids came home, I think we had like three days where all five of us were together, which I just cherish now because you'll see as your kids get older, it gets harder to find that time where we're all together. Um, And I do love that time. And then Sage went off to college, which was like really the culmination of the entire summer. Um, So getting her off to college was it was actually much easier the second time, I have to say, in terms of like logistics and knowing what to do and not feeling stressed about it. But in terms of my heart, that's a whole other story. Like definitely um, I could cry right now. Like I feel like a a limb is missing having her gone. I'm kind of used to Zach being away now. You do get used to it, but like, you know, she's my bestie. And so I miss her a lot, but she is loving school so far. So it's all good. Which is great. And her and Zach are together at the same school for one year. So that's. Yes. That's really comforting, comforting to me. And I love when they send me pictures together. It just like warms my heart when they're yeah. together. Yeah. Oh God. Well, I'll be there in a year. I, yeah. I'm getting sad now just thinking of it. So I can't, yeah, can't imagine it's, how you're it's feeling. It's like I'm starting to now. I, oh, and Gabby got her driver's license this summer too. So like my life has changed dramatically. And I'm starting to think about that. Like, okay, what is my life going to be like over the next few years as I start to move towards that empty nest? And like, it's really a different phase and it's a little bit scary and a little bit exciting. And yeah. Yeah. And you know, as parents, when you have young kids or like junior high kids or high school kids, and you're really busy with your activities and you feel like you have no free time for yourself, just remember that in just a couple of years, like you said, you know, once they're out of the house or they have their driver's license, then what? Then you have so much time. So cherish those moments. Exactly. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I I mean, not anytime soon, but like the next stage when those babies come back, I'm going to be like a grandma, (laughs) 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 which is hopefully not anytime soon, but it's still like strange to think about. For sure. Anyway. Oh gosh. Um, well, yeah, let's, let's dive in and talk a little bit about body image and, you know, you and I are both women and we've both shared our stories and journeys at various points in time on this podcast. We both have teenage girls. We both coach clients in this area. So we're really immersed in it. And it's something that I personally, you know, up until sort of recently, I mean, even into my forties still really struggled with. So why do we, I mean, why do we think we're still dealing with this 
issue today. You know, it's been going on and on for decades. And as much as there's more conversation about it, it honestly doesn't seem like it's really going away. And that most women are still experiencing it to some degree. And Stephanie and I were talking about this earlier today. Like, I would say, I can't say all about anything, but most women struggle with body image in some capacity, right? Whether it's body dysmorphia or just wishing they, you know, their thighs were thinner or their boobs were bigger or what, you know, whatever it is, like there usually there is something about oneself that they're looking to change. And why can't we be happy with what we have and really focus on how we feel? instead of how we always are looking and basing your self-worth on how you look on the outside. You know, and I think it's, it's twofold. I think it's how we feel about ourselves and that stems from how we grew up, you know, like what's our self-worth? What do we, do we love ourselves? Do we consider ourselves worthy of love and feeling good and And then also it's how we are bombarded with images on a regular basis. And, you know, Marty and I were talking before we started recording just, okay, there's TikTok and Instagram. And so young girls and teens, or that's their filter of what they think they should look like. And yeah, we didn't have that growing up, but we had, was it teen magazine and all the other magazines that we looked at and it was, you know, how to get this flat tummy with just doing some crunches or lose 10 pounds in 10 days. So these messages have been going on for a long time now. And our girls are just seeing it. Our teenage girls right now are seeing it, you know, 24 seven potentially and, and adult women as well. And the more you see it, the more you see it because of those algorithms. So it's like you click it once and then you go down this rabbit hole. And I know I've seen some of the things that my daughters see and it's like, take this, you know, drink this juice and do these five exercises and you will have a flat tummy. And, you know, to, to be beautiful, you, you must do this. And, you know, my daughter said something to me the other day that really stuck out in my mind. She was talking about one of her friends and she said, well, the only reason I have friends right now is because I'm skinny. And when I was heavier, nobody liked me, but now that I'm skinny, people like me. And I was thinking, oh, my my gosh, gosh. that is so sad. Like, that's just like, it hurt my heart to hear this. And I mean, if that's the message that this girl is growing up with, like, I, I just want to undo that. I want to help. I want to help people undo that because your self-worth really needs to come from within and not from other people and not from. TikTok or magazines or, you know, the number on the scale, any of those things. Right. And, you know, I, my heart goes out for that girl as well. And I know it's real. I know from my own personal experience, it's real, but it's like, how do we undo that? How do, you know, okay, it's mindset. So how do we just tell ourselves, oh, we're beautiful and, you know, it doesn't matter what we look like, right? Because at the end of the day, what we see is our physical body. What other people see initially is our physical body. Um, you know, and I just think about like, what could you tell your, if when you were a teenager, what would you tell yourself back then based on what you know now, you know, and being able to like share those messages. 
that every single one of us is worthy. Like we are worthy. We are worthy of love and feeling good about ourselves. And it doesn't matter what we look like. But when it's really hard, when all these messages are being bombarded at us. And and that's not to say that we don't want to look good, right? right. Because like, I still want to look good but I want to feel good inside. I want to feel genuine about looking good. I want to feel strong. Um, I want to live a long time. I want to be able to do the things I enjoy doing. And I think, you know, by being able to do those things that radiates throughout my being. And then, you know, my self-worth feels good and you look good because you're radiating how you're feeling, if that makes sense. Well, it's all about the energy. So if you, when you feel good on the inside, you project that out to the world and then people want to be around you and it doesn't have anything to do with how you look. It's the energy and the vibe and the fact that you're like a good, kind person and it doesn't matter what you look like. And I just, I personally now love, you know, where decades ago I would have placed way more emphasis on the physical body and how someone looks and equated my self-worth with that. And now it's like, I think the the stronger you are, like the curvier you are, like that to me is just more natural. You know, yes, some people are built very long and lean and that's their body type, but we aren't all designed to be, you know, to look like that. And the more that like, I think as a community of women and men, the more that we're just supportive of each other, and embracing those differences um, and also owning it. Like if you have big boobs or, you know, whatever body part that, you know, maybe doesn't look like a a model figure, like own it, be comfortable, be confident and own it and don't try to be someone else. And, And that's hard that I just think that comes with time and confidence. But the more we can be like supporting each other, because I really think, especially for young girls, they need to hear these messages from other people around them, right? To be able to like support themselves in feeling this way. Like it's a parent, you know, supporting their daughters and not, you know, it's very hard. Like we, you and I, and a lot of our listeners grew up in the era of like lots of diets and focusing on that. Like we've talked about before and we still have some of that in our head. And I think as parents, it's hard not to let some of those comments that we heard growing up slip out in conversation with our kids, right? Right. I mean, you learn a lot of things in your childhood and, you know, there's all, you know, our parents didn't necessarily know what they were doing. Just like, we don't know what we're doing with our kids. I mean, that's, that's what parenting is. Right. Right. But there's all these things that I learned as a child that I'm now trying to unlearn as an adult about just my own personal self-worth and self-acceptance around body image and, and, you know, what makes me worthy. And I think even just taking a few moments or weeks or however long you need to examine that and really think about what were the messages you received as a child and how do they affect you today as an adult? Or, you know, if that's not an issue, what kind of messages are you giving your own child and how will that affect them as they grow up? I think those are two really important things that we can do, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that reflection and also how we can talk to our own children moving forward. 
And I don't think Stephanie or I, either of us are saying, you know, don't be healthy, don't eat well. Right. We're just talking about, you know, we're not saying, oh, if you're 50 pounds overweight and eating Cheetos and Doritos and drinking lots of soda, (laughs) you know, living a very unhealthy lifestyle, just go for it and love yourself. You should still love yourself, of course. But ideally, we want to strive to be the best of our, the best version of ourselves that we can be. Right. And feeling good on the inside. And I thought this, I think this kind of goes hand in hand, like you brought up food and eating, you know, emotional eating and learning how to eat intuitively. I think that all, this all kind of comes together too. And as much as, I mean, you and I both support eating, you know, a minimally processed food diet and eating a rainbow and eating just, you know, whole nutrient rich foods. There's also, you know, the, the opposite end of the spectrum where you become too obsessed with that. And you, again, are equating your self-worth with how you eat. And if you don't eat perfectly, then you're not worthy. And that's not a good place to be in either. It's like either end of the spectrum, you know, numbing out with Doritos and ice cream every night, but then also being so obsessed with how you eat. Neither one is a good place because you're actually not feeling good and loving yourself and having, you know, positive self-worth. So... And your body does know what you need. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of learning how to tune in. Right. And that does take time. Um, I, th- I personally think journaling is a great way to learn how to tune in. Yes. Because you can really take notes on how you're feeling inside. Mm-hmm. And if you want to tie that to certain foods that make you feel, you know, that you feel awesome when you're eating and certain foods that maybe you don't feel so awesome when you're eating and or even like Stephanie said, why are you eating? You know, are you numbing out to ice cream every night? Or are you mindfully having a bowl of ice cream, you know, one evening because you want to enjoy a bowl of ice cream? Right. And not like, beating yourself up the next day right. over it either. Yes. And, you know, and sometimes it's, we all have bad days where we're stressed and we are emotional and I do it still myself at time, from time to time where I am emotionally eating. And what I have been able to make these shifts is I acknowledge it in the moment. So I just say, you know what? I am stressed about this or, you know, maybe I had a conversation with someone that, you know, caused me a bit of anxiety, whatever it is. And I will sit there and say, okay, I'm going to eat this. And yeah, am I hungry? Meh, maybe not. <laughs> but I'm going to eat this and enjoy it for what it is in the moment. And it's because I am emotional about whatever subject it is. And then you move on and you're not, it's not a repetitive cycle. It's, and it's not beating yourself up the next hour or next day, whatever it is, because we're not perfect. And these things are still going to happen. It's like acknowledging and the awareness is huge. And we're not striving for perfection. No. Oh God. We're, we're striving for, you know, looking good, because you feel good. Right. Right. And how do you want to feel? And what's like your vision for your life? Like you said earlier, Marnie, I want to like, I want to live a long time. Like I literally want to live to hundred. I talked about it with my kids and I want to be active at hundred, hundred. I don't want to be like in a bed, you know, a vegetable in a hundred. I can't control everything, but I'm going to do what I can to help me continue to feel good for a long, long time. And I want to be skiing and hiking when I'm 80. Yeah. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Because I always hear people like they say, oh, I can't ski anymore. Well, why not? Like, I want to ski. I mean, I think you and I are both here just in general on this podcast to say, you know, challenge the status quo. If someone tells you you can't ski when you're 80, Marnie, you're going to be skiing when you're 80, right? So I just encourage everyone out there to find some lofty goal just because someone told you you couldn't do something or, you know, you're, you're at menopause now, so I can't, you know, eat what I want or work out a certain way, or this is just how life is. No, those symptoms are not always normal. They don't have to last forever. And just because someone told you, it could even be your doctor, that you can't do a certain something doesn't mean that um, you can't succeed with whatever it is. So, Absolutely. And I would say the biggest thing is we need to support each other, right? We need to create this environment where we're not bashing each other, pointing out other people's flaws, you know, a group of girls saying, oh, look at her. You know, we, we just, we need to lift each other up. Yeah. And I think for the moms out there, pay attention to how you talk about yourself, pay attention to how you talk about others in front of your children, girls and boys, because they pick up on it. And even just one comment about like, oh, you know, well, my stomach hasn't been the same since I had kids or whatever it is. Like, just try not to, try not to say that. You know, if you, if you say it to yourself, that's one thing, hopefully not, but we're continuing that body image you know, and negative self-talk when we open up and, and say it in front of our kids, which I know is hard. It's easier said than done. Right. Yeah. I think I've said that stomach comment that you just mentioned Yeah, many, many times. I know many people have, I know many people have. And you know, the other thing is if we're, when we're so focused on like, Oh, our stomach or losing five pounds or whatever it is, ask yourself, is it true? Would I really be happier Would losing five pounds bring me joy? Would it change how I feel on the inside about myself as a human being? Or when I get to five pounds, am I just going to want to lose five more pounds and it's never going to be enough because there's always going to be someone that weighs less than you. So spend your energy, not so much on the number on the scale or even the size clothing you wear, but how you feel every single day. Or comparing yourself to someone else. Right. Because we can expend a lot of wasted energy on these things and not actually do anything to help us feel good. So food for thought. Yes. I mean, I we, we would love to hear from you guys because I, I know this is still a really prevalent issue, not only with teens but and young adults, but with women in their 40s and 50s. Because I've been talking to people and I know this is still a real issue. And we want to hear from you. Like, what do you feel about this? You know, any tips or strategies that you use? Where could you use support? Where could Marnie and I help you to support you in this area of your life? Because I, we do really believe it can have a ripple effect on, on your entire life. And just, again, getting back to that, like feeling at peace and feeling joyful. And we have both done a lot of work in this area. We have. <laughs> on ourselves and with clients. And so... Yeah, reach out to us and let us know, you know, what you think and what what you need help with or what what's working well. Yes. Yes. And any other topics on this within this area that you want to hear from us or other guests. So with that, we will leave you and um thanks for have a great day. Yes. And we would love it if this episode today resonates with you and you think 
someone else in your life would also enjoy listening to it if you could forward it on to a friend. And of course, we love when you tag us on social media. And yeah, just have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.